This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside of this world. We must guard against the military-industrial complex. Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Fairy Tales. Because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty! The only thing we have to fear is fear itself! Sooner or later, though. You always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to the last edition of Veritas for 2011 or Season 3 at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, please make yourself at home. I want to thank you, Veritas member, for making this program possible all these years. That sounds strange to even say it, all these years. I know three years is not that many, but for the amount of information we've covered, it sometimes feels like a lifetime. And for this very special last episode of 2011, we have chosen a good friend of this program to end the year with some important facts, and most importantly, with hope. Tonight's special guest is Colin Andrews. We'll discuss the Crop Circle ET Connection, Consciousness, 2012, and a few other important topics. Colin Andrews will be with us shortly. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our interviews, all you have to do is go to VeritasRadio.com and click on the subscribe button. In seconds after you subscribe, you'll receive an email with your login, and that's it. You'll have access to everything Veritas has to offer. Why not end the year with a bang and start the new year with information you will not get when you turn on your TV, no matter what channel. Subscribe today. And in a few days, we should have Season 3 available in our futuristic metal-cased 8GB USB drive. Visit the Veritas store for this, MMS, and everything else we have to offer. 
Oh, and a few days ago I announced on Facebook that we are starting to put our very test transcripts in book format. The first book is about 400 pages long, and it includes the very first 11 interviews. We will proceed in order. Why am I doing this? Well, one thing is to listen to an interview, and another is to read it. It has a different feeling. Essentially, I want to leave the Veritas Legacy in printed format, too. And this is the beginning. I've named the book Veritas Scriptum, which means the truth is written. And of course, this is volume one. More volumes will follow. The publication will be available shortly. Some have asked if it will be available on Kindle, and I think it will. Although, you can buy individual transcripts right now, online, via PDF2. Go to the Veritas store for more information. And I want to thank all of you who submitted questions for the Inside Veritas 2011 edition. As always, I had a lot of fun, and it does give us an opportunity to look back on the year, reflect, and look forward to the next year with hope. Great questions as usual. It seems to me that these Inside Veritas special programs have become a permanent fixture during this time of the year. I hope everyone had a nice holiday. And those of you who stayed alone, I hope spending a few hours with me last week made your time more enjoyable. And if you need to get in touch with me, just go to VeritasRadio.com and click on the contact button. Have you ever wondered if there is a connection between crop circles and extraterrestrials? Is there a consciousness aspect to crop circles? I could the mere stare to a crop circle formation have a subconscious effect, a mental download of information? Could microwave lasers or masers be responsible for what hoaxers have been using to make the circles for many years? What were the Maya really saying about 2012? And should we pay attention to their prophecies? For answers to these and many more questions, the father of the term crop circles, Colin Andrews, is coming up next. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to Veritas. Don't go anywhere. Colin Andrews is a well-known researcher and author and is widely acknowledged as the world expert on the crop circle phenomenon. He is the founder of Circles Phenomenon Research International, their first organization established specifically to investigate the crop circle phenomenon. His scientific investigations are responsible for much of the current information available on the subject. Andrews supervised the largest surveillance project of its kind during 1990 called Operation Blackbird. It was an effort to film a crop circle forming, backed and supported by the British Army, 
the BBC, and Nippon Television. I was watched closely by the international media. Andrews is an electrical engineer by profession and a former senior officer in British regional government. And to learn more about Colin Andrews and his work, there is an extended version of this biography on our website, veritasradio.com. You can also visit Colin's website at colinandrews.net, not .com, .net. And directly from Guilford, Connecticut, I would like to welcome Colin Andrews back to Veritas. Hello, Colin. Welcome back. How are you? Uh, thank you very much, Mal. It's great to be with you again. It's been a, a while. It's been almost uh, two and a half years, Colin, and we've corresponded for the last uh, couple of years. A lot has happened, I believe. Oh. We, we we met in person in, in Rio Rico, Arizona, uh, where you gave an excellent presentation with your Thank very you. personal version of, shall we say, disclosure. Thank before you. we start, do you want to share with the audience some of what you said there that you never said before? Um, well, yes, an interesting start, Mal. <laughs> yeah. These were things I had not said before because uh, up until that time, I felt that it was um, really important to keep the focus very much on the crop circle research and not on me personally uh, or uh, on some of my experiences and uh, personal experiences. And so... Um, for a variety of reasons, I, I think as much from a kind of a, a, the voice within uh, as much as anything else, uh, somebody was telling me that this was the time now uh, to basically put right out there on the table, uh, hoping that others would be doing the same thing, um, those things that we basically uh, keep secret to ourselves, those parts of ourselves that we keep separate from anything and everything else that's going on around us. So um, this is kind of a little bit of a build-up, it's true, to saying that I had never spoken outside of my family. I mean, my own doctors and my own family were aware that I had had uh, a number of um, two uh, very strange experiences when I was uh, five years old. And uh, really, uh, it, it has uh, really from that time kind of troubled me. It's, it's always something that comes back and you think about and that it, it seems as my life has evolved and got more and more involved in this particular work, um, it, it almost seems like I was kind of biased, you might say, uh, uh, preconditioned uh, to do it. And uh, that sounds very bizarre. But the fact of the matter is that uh, when I was five years old, um, I had what the, the, the memory recollection is different to what I record under hypnosis and regression. <clears throat> so there's two parts to that. But when people would ask me, uh, have you ever had a UFO experience? You know, because there is this continuing perceived connection between the UFO and the crop circles. Um, I would say, well, you know, during either surveillance or certain projects, um, it is quite possible that the things we were looking at were UFOs, but they were lights in the sky. Uh, and apart from that, I had... Uh, to a very uh, unusual, what I would always put down, I had always put down, to as dreams. And uh, I never said more than that, but the fact of the matter is that um, I was approached um, by Professor uh, Harder down at Berkeley, who had worked on uh, Blue Book with Hynek, and had asked me if I would be regressed because uh, they had, that is, that he and Hynek had seen 
in second marriages is a very strange and very much bizarre thing, but they had thought they recognized a pattern that in second marriages it, 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 um, there was the, a theory that went that these second marriages were between two people that were basically brought together, manipulated and adjusted and brought together uh, f for a particular reason. Yeah. Well, that was very way out uh, thinking, but um, I, at the end of the day, I, I, I said, no, I wasn't willing to be regressed, which is what he wanted to do. Um, and uh, But he... Um, he arrived in Connecticut. I'm speaking now, actually, to a little more than I said, I think, in Rio Rico. Um, he, he, I'm, you know, kind of down into the nitty gritty of this. Uh, he arrived in Connecticut to do a present, make a presentation himself at, um, you know, a venue I was at, too, uh, in uh, North Haven, about uh, seven miles away from where I'm speaking to uh, from now in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. uh, he did his presentation. I did mine. And... Um, he, I, we invited him. Actually, he actually asked if he could come back to our house, uh, Cynthia, my home. Um, with uh, it was then a fiance he, that he later married, and uh, and of course we were very happy to have him in our home. So he came into the house. Uh, I sat down. I was invited to sit into a, a comfortable seat in my own home, uh, which I did. Cynthia invited. Um, Dr. Harder and his wife for a cup of tea and she went you know to this open plan kitchen to put the kettle on and could hear and see everything going on it's an open plan home and um, he's approached the idea of regression again well uh, anyway long story short on this to get to the real piece that matters is that he regressed me <clears throat> um, I'd always been told that this could not happen without you know kind of you were for it and, yeah. you know, approved for, approved it. But he, he uh, had said to me that we will um, put you through the mind of an extraterrestrial uh, and that these decisions will be made for and on your behalf by this species. Again, very way out stuff. But uh, I can tell you, Mel, that um, even though I was convinced I could not be regressed, I was uh, regressed um, before my wife had got the cup of tea uh, ready. And uh, in the time, which I thought um, after all this was over and they had left that night, I was, of course, uh, it was, we were full, my wife were, and I were full of discussion about it because I had, uh, well, she asked me, how long do you think you were uh, out, as it were? And I said, well, I, I would say about 10 minutes. And she said, you were, you were, under his spell, as it were, uh, for 45 minutes. And out of my mouth came amazing things. Uh, it took me from uh, that that I had remembered as uh, a, a dream. Uh, it took me beyond that uh, to other things. And so um, what happened was that I lifted up out of my body. I was five years old in my home um, in a country area, a place called Enam Alamein, and not too far from Stonehenge. And uh, I felt like kind of a, a tugging in my stomach. That's how it felt. It was like um, 
I don't know. It was like being in a, a car. I always say this. I don't know whether everybody can imagine it, but uh, uh, being in a motor car with your eyes closed and you're going over a humpback bridge, you know, you're so, you're heading up and then down very quickly. A roller coaster going down. Yes, that's a good one. That's actually much better. Exactly right. A roller coaster going downhill. And up, my stomach came right up and... Um, and I was out of my body, and uh, I was looking down into the room. I was floating up underneath the ceiling, and uh, this was what I had perceived as a dream, and this happened twice on two separate occasions. And I was uh, floating towards the outside wall at the back of our house, bedroom, just alongside the bedroom window, and that's where my dream ended. But the regression went on just like uh, there was no break between one and the other, I went through that wall and out into the field at the back of my home, still uh, floating uh, towards a very bright white light. Uh, it just looked like a ball of light, which was very bright. And uh, as I approached that light, um, it kind of sh it changed very quickly. I passed right on my right and directly on my left were two uniformed military people, uh, or, an ordinary guys in American military uniform, and they looked, uh, you know, right, really serious. There was uh, there were no nothing else but a serious uh, face on either, both of them, and suddenly it was like plop, and I'm inside the light, and it was a soft light. It was a really gentle yellowy uh, light. And uh, I was maneuvered around. Uh, I was totally aware that this was not me doing any of this. Um, I just came down very, very, very slowly onto a, like an aluminum plinth. It was like a one-piece uh, molded plinth with a single stem in the center. And uh, I flipped over so that I was facing my feet in the horizontal on the plinth. And immediately there was uh, an entity uh, looking at me and in my head speaking to me. I've heard all of this in the UFO literature myself, and that's exactly as it was. And it or he or whatever it was uh, with almond-shaped eyes, they weren't particularly large. They were larger than ours, but they were not overly large, not like the big greys that we hear about. Mm -hmm. And um, it said to me, uh, very emotionally, and it kind of touched me inside really deeply, um, we're very sorry to be doing this, but this is for a future time. And, uh, and from then on, it gave very specific information to me about the environment and plants in that area, actually on the edge of that very field, which we later went back with a film crew, this is all on tape, um, the winter of... Um, the year, the year of the uh, regression. It was the winter. It was just December or something. Uh, I went back and I had the crew and uh, my family. Certain members of my family um, accompanied us, and we walked across the field. And there, still, and this is on my website now, um, was this perfect ring still growing in the grass as a darker colored green and larger plants but it's grass and uh, growing exactly where the bright white light was um what is that it, right back um 50 odd years ago more than 50 years ago uh, it they told me in this 
long discussion of apparently 45 minutes um, that there would be a certain an oak tree in a very specific place and two species of other plants, um, it was, um, a bluebell and um, a primrose, and that these plants interacting with the roots of the oak tree. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.